SAFM Sports Wrap. 6.30 on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the uh, Monday edition. Ah. 6.30, can you hear me loud and clear? Can you hear me loud and clear? Ah. I'm watching the uh, television screen in the studios. It's gone 6.30 and there's a fight breaking out as Orlando Pirates have claimed one back against Platinum Stars. This is the PSL Radio Show. Second Jolla, we're going to be talking PSL football. We've got a special guest in the studio as well. Uh, I just want to make a quick comment about the weekend that was. Wow. Mamaludi Sundowns, that victory over Kaiser Chiefs. Phew, big, uh, big victory it was. Come from behind. People will on his side now. Six points clear with uh, three matches to go in the Amsterdam Premiership. So champions elect, despite the fact that Vitz, of course, are academically still able to gain the league title. But what is amazing is if Sundowns beat Platinum Stars in the final day of the season, their home record this season will have been 39 points, which will be the same as they made in the entire season, 2012-2013, which is the season which Pizzo Musimani joined to save Sundowns after uh, Johan Neskin's uh, short-lived career at Mamelodi Sundowns. Ultimately, though, that's just uh, that's fairly remarkable. I mean, you look back at that, Musimani's won everything with, the, uh, with Sundowns, effectively, except the MTN8. And already this season, still on for a double with the uh, league and having already claimed the uh, Telcom knockout title. That said, we've got a very special guest in studio, I'll introduce him in just a moment's time, as uh, of course Jomasono came from uh, well, they, they came from three matches without a goal to beat University of Pretoria by a goal to nil, and uh, jumped to 14th place in the Absa Premiership standings it has to do with uh, Joma Cosmos I'll tell you in just a moment, but let me get straight into your sports news now, as I just mentioned Orlando Pirates have managed to find uh, a goal back against uh, Platinum Stars Score still Platinum Stars 2, Orlando Pirates 1 at the Royal Buff Games Sports Palace in uh, Absa Premiership action, the only Absa Premiership match today. Further afield, though, Tottenham Hotspur kick off against Chelsea at 9 tonight, knowing that anything other than a victory would hand Leicester City the Premier League title. Maurizio Pochettino Spurs' only hope of a first title since 1961 is to win their final three games and hope Leicester pick up less than two points from their last two matches. Meanwhile, Leicester's uh, striker Jamie Vardy has been chosen as the Football Writers Association's Footballer of the Year. The England forward got 36% of the votes from 290 journalists ahead of teammates Riyad Mahrez and N'Golo Kante. The 29-year-old Vardy has scored 22 Premier League goals this season, including netting in a uh, league record 11 successive games. Rugby News, uh, Cheetahs coach Franco Smith says it was disappointing that flank Paul Schoeman has been bad for a week after his actions uh, were not intentional, though. Schoeman has been suspended after a stiff-arm tackle on an opponent and will now miss the Cheetahs' final game of their Tour of Australia as a result. Meanwhile, Lionel Zass of the Stormers has also been suspended this time for two weeks after his red card in Saturday's narrow loss to the Waratahs. Zass made contact with Waratahs fly-off Bernard Foley, who was in the air attempting to catch a ball. Uh, staying with Rugby News, just briefly, South African Rugby Union extending its condolences to the family of former Springbok uh, captain and selector Cornelius uh, Michael Neely Smith, who passed away in the early hours of this morning. Smith's passing away due to a heart failure only a week shy of his 82nd birthday on the 8th of May. He played seven tests for the Springboks after making his debut against Australia in 1963. IPL encounter for you as well. Uh, Amy de Villiers didn't have a great day today. Only made four, uh, but in their IPL encounter at the moment, the Kolkata Knight Riders into bat. They're 21 for one against RCB. RCB having posted a total of 185 for seven in Bengaluru. And I can tell you as well, Australia captain Steve Smith has been forced to end his Indian Premier League stay because of a wrist injury. The 26-year-old who scored his first T20 century for Pune, uh, Rising Pune Supergiants last week is returning home for treatment. Australia, of course, start a tour of the West Indies for a triangular one day series involving the hosts and South Africa at the end of this month. And that's your sports news.
It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. Well, it's about 25 minutes to 7 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, time to introduce a very special guest in studio. As uh, I mentioned a little earlier, a goal from Charlton Mashumba early, early on in the match. Helped Gemma Cosmos beat University of Pretoria by a goal to nil in the Rapsa Premiership clash at Olin Park in Portuostrum yesterday. Now, uh, uh, the, uh, the man who's now serving in an acting capacity as team manager of Gemma Cosmos has uh, made his way to studio after a very long and successful career as a uh, footballer as well. But Musa Sono... Jomo Cosmos midfielder, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Uh, th- thanks for the invite, Dwayne. Now, uh, let's clarify this straight away. Uh, I would like to congratulate you on your new role as team manager, but we're still uncertain as to whether or not you've actually retired. Uh, you clarified just, just before we got on air that it's not a permanent role yet. I've, I've still got an existing contract, um, which is ending now the 30th of June. So... There's possibility that if I speak to my mother, then I might get another <laughs> one-year extension, depending on my father's <laughs> mood. Okay, let's 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 explain this a little bit here. Negotiating contracts with your dad has never really been uh, something that you you've, you've you've done. So you've actually spoken to your mother. Does she serve effectively as your agent? She's the best agent because when when it comes to agents outside, John was very strict and hard with them. But obviously, if it's in the house and it's my mother. It's very easy. Okay, so so you use your mother as a, as, a, as an agent. Is this a benefit that's been extended to other teammates other than your younger brother? No, it's just the two of us. Just but, um She doesn't take any 10% commission. She just does it out of uh, the, the family's interest sake. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, you, you and your dad have this uh, very professional relationship. There, there are no favors for, for you because you happen to be the son of, of Joe Mosona. No, definitely not. Um, over the years in my career... I'd kind of say that he was actually more hard on me and I'd have to work 200% more than all the other players to to get my 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 starting 11. So I wouldn't say that he favored me more than all the other players. We'll get back to that in a moment, but let's talk about the team as it stands. I mean, uh, three points clear now of the relegation quagmire with uh, three games to go in the Absa Premiership. Obviously, an enormous win against University of Pretoria, fellow uh, contenders uh, for, for the relegation scrap. But the team isn't safe yet. What did yesterday do in terms of the team's confidence, though? It's a massive moral booster. Uh, when I was sitting in the grandstand and I was watching Tux walking on the field, they, they already told themselves that this is an easy three-pointer. So basically winning that game, I was like very ecstatic. And while the game was going on, second half, Tux were piling on the pressure. And I was even coaching from the grandstand. I was shouting <laughs> the loudest. And most most of the guys on the bench, especially Charlton, when he got injured, he was outside. He could hear me shouting like, push up, push up, so we can start playing. And uh, he mentioned that to the Fizzy and they started laughing. So, so you're serving as team manager, but you're serving as, uh, as, as almost coach in the making here as well. But you, you're somebody who's been there and done it for so long. You've, you've been playing for, the, you know, approaching two decades now. I mean, that's a long and extended career. Uh, but you're still eligible to play. You were registered to play the season. You played the season. But let's talk about your injuries. Uh, injuries, uh, I imagine, were part of the reason that you've had to limit your game time this season. 
lucky enough throughout my whole career I've never had any serious injuries yeah. only knocks and then uh, until three months ago until yeah. I got this very very bad injury and it forced me to sit, sit out for like three months and just watch from the sideline uh, Achilles tendon rapture mm. and yeah I had to like rethink everything now considering the age as well it would have been nice to play uh, one more season then I've, I've played maybe like 20 years for Cosmos and I don't think anybody has achieved that well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you broke Andrew Rabutla's uh, appearance record for, for Jim Cosmos some, some time ago. I mean, and he wasn't happy. Eh? <laughs> he <laughs> told me about it. He wasn't happy. <laughs> Andrew Rabutla was probably about the, the, the hardest <laughs> tackler yeah. anybody <laughs> had experienced on a football pitch. So you don't want to annoy Andrew Rabutla. But, I mean, you, you, you do have an incredible tale of, of, of football behind you. And I don't think people realize just how, how much football you've played and, and the possibilities that lay ahead. Now, I want to delve into some of those. Where, where did football, though, start for you? Was it simply in the genes? Yeah, um, it's definitely in the genes. It's in the blood. Uh, if you can take a knife and cut cut my wrist or something, you'll see little soccer balls jumping out <laughs> instead of blood. It started at a tender age of four. I played for Balfour Park, and there was no under fours, so they pushed me to under fives. And every year I just played for a, um, a group older than me, one year older or two year older than me and that's how it, it just happened. Even now my, my four year old son is playing for under eights. It's, mm. it's, it's something like amazing. I'm watching both of my kids and I'm like, this this was me when I was young. Well, this is this is the gr- the great thing because uh, while many people obviously know your father very well, I mean he's still coach of uh, of Jomo Cosmos, and I mean he was national team coach for a number of years, and uh, some older people remember him playing still for Orlando Pirates, and uh, and uh, even before that, but you're named after your grandfather who played and captained Orlando Pirates in the in the 60s before his untimely passing. Uh, does that in a sense, put a little more pressure having that family generation upon generation then being named after your grandfather? Does it put the burden of expectation on you? There, there was huge amounts of pressure, uh, especially with with my grandfather starting this, this whole footballing thing. Yeah. And then Joma took it to, to greater levels, the highest levels possible. Obviously, people would want to see what, what the next Sonic generation would, would be able to do. But... Um, it put a lot of pressure on me until I realized that Jomo started his own chapter, his own book, mm. and finished his book. And I need to 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 walk in my own footsteps and start my own book and close my own chapter. And that's when I started uh, coming out of the shell and playing properly, especially in 2007. And that's when I even got uh, national call-ups. But the irony of that is, I mean, there, there were times before then that maybe mentally you hadn't quite made that switch yet, but your performances were exceptional at times. And uh, there were, especially in the media, the, the arguments of you're not getting a call-up because you're Jomo's son, and uh, others arguing that, you know, you're not good enough, you haven't stepped out of your dad's shadow, etc., etc. I mean, you've had a lot of pressure to deal with throughout your your career. How did you, how did you first start dealing with it, though, uh, that especially the part of people comparing you to your father and, and, and saying you were still in his shadow? You know, each and every time I step on the field, I, like, put it, put it way, like, in, in the back of my mind. I mm. wouldn't think about it. The pressure was there, especially if you're playing against uh, Orlando Pirates. Then all the history comes out. Now yes. your grandfather's history, Jomo's history, all that he's done for Pirates. Obviously, at some point, as a person, you also have to put it at the back of your head and, like, 
okay, now I have to focus on the 90 minutes that I'm about to play. Or if it's a cup game, maybe you're going to play 120 and go into penalties. So mentally, I grew as a person. And mentally, I became very strong till today. I still get a lot of people telling me, ah, you never lived up to your father, what, 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 what. It doesn't, fa- it doesn't faze me, it doesn't bother me at all. Well, you played, if you, if you include National First Division matches, I mean, you would have played well over 400 matches for uh, John Cole. I'm not sure of the official uh, number of matches at, at the moment, but nearly 300 PSL matches alone, which is remarkable in itself. And you went on to play for South Africa. But when you first got that call-up, it was Carlos Alberto Pereira yeah. who, who called you up. When you first got that call-up, what, what did it mean to, to get the nod to say you're going to be representing your country on this grand international stage now? I was shocked, uh, especially when the, the old man came and told me at, at home. That's where everything happens at home. That's where the, the Cosmos <laughs> office is. The, the real Cosmos office is at home. Um, I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, even when I read about it in the papers that my name is there, I was still, I was still shocked. And it's, it's, it's a life-changing thing to play for your national team, especially just to get the call-up, just to see that you're in the national team. It's life-changing. And, and then, and then to play. I mean, you played. I think it was Botswana was your was your yeah, debut. Yeah, first game. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I almost scored. You almost scored. Yeah. It's yeah I dribbled the keeper, shot, and then I don't know where the defender came from, tackled the ball out, oh, out of the okay. net, just close to the close to the line. He just took it off. Cleared off the line. Because mm. uh, yeah, I, I remember your your, your debut vaguely, but but I, I do remember you coming on off the bench against Italy, and that must have been. That must have been an incredible experience. You're over in Italy playing at the Artemio Franchi, and you're in a Bafana Bafana squad that already was building up towards 2010. You had Stephen Pinar, mm. you had Aaron Mukwena at his best, who started his mm. career as a, at Cosmos, of course, with you. Yeah. Uh, you, you had Dihachi, who was over, overseas at the time. Benny McCarthy was playing in that squad. Uh, you were, I think, one of the only locally based yeah. players in that squad. Did, not, did you feel you belonged at that time? Yeah, the the guys were very welcoming, especially Benny. Mm. Uh, when when Benny saw me, he was like, "Ah, you are here. It's about time that you are here." Aaron Mugwena, um Aaron even at some stage forgot that we're the same age because we were warming <laughs> up and there was a the the square and obviously the the youngest player, Marks, he comes to me is like. Hey, Pamuza, come mark you, the youngest. I'm like, how oh, Aaron? <laughs> you forgot that PNG we started at the same under 19 and called him. like, ah, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and then he called all the other guys, uh, the youngsters, to come mark for, for me and all that. But it was a good experience. Intimidating at first because when you walk onto the, the pitch and you see the Italian boys, they, they were big, they were huge. And I just stood there, I was like, we're going to play against those guys, big as they are. And then when I stepped onto the field, I forgot about size, strength, and all the natural skills just came out. Exactly. We're talking about uh, more of your skills as uh, as we continue, but uh, lots still to come on the uh, on the show as we catch up with uh, Bamuzo Sono of uh, Joma Cosmos, a, a veteran certainly of the uh, of the PSL, but somebody who we use the term veteran very, very, very politely, of course, so when we're referring to. Uh, back in a moment. Sick of always missing your favourite SAFM shows. Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. 
SAFM podcasts powered by Iono.fm. The Chief Operations Officer of the SABC, Mr. Shaudi Mutsuneng, invites all producers, new, emerging and established, to a discussion on local content. The event will be held on Wednesday, the 4th of May, 2016, in the M1 studios at SABC Radio Park from 11am till 2pm. Producers who do not reside in Johannesburg are welcome to attend at our SABC provincial offices. The event is on a first-come, first-served basis. Space is limited and only confirmed bookings will be accepted. Send your RSVPs to rsvp.corporateaffairs at sabc.co.za and indicate which provincial office you will attend before 12 midday on Tuesday the 3rd of May 2016. Dwayne De on SAFM. 30 minutes to 7 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We're in discussion with Jim uh, Cosmos legend Bamuza Sono. If you want to uh, get involved, you can also SMS us on uh, 34701. 34701. Uh, Bamuza, we've spoken briefly about your Bafana Bafana career. We've spoken about uh, some of the highs of that. But uh, I do want to talk about when you had the chance to play in Austria. You are picked up by Lustenau. You, you jet off. Uh, and then foreign policy prevents you from from playing. I mean, was that one of the great disappointments of your career? I mean, you spent enough time in Austria to surely have picked up things. I mean, what what was uh, going on in your your life and your career, and what did you bring back from that experience? Uh, I spent about three months in Austria. The first two months were the most hardest two months ever I've ever experienced. Firstly, when you get to the country, you experience a little bit of hostility because you're a foreigner and they know that you're coming to take their job and you have to prove yourself that you're better than them to be there and then when I got there I was breaking into the first team of Cosmos and I I had already told myself that I'm good enough to play anyway so if I get there I'll just play and train and automatically they'll like me wrong, 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 totally wrong I had to prove myself again and first two months, obviously homesick, your mother's phoning you, you're phoning your mother, and you have to adjust to the food, you have to adjust to the weather. It was snowing. First time I saw snow, actually walked out in the snow and yeah. But the third month when I was supposed, I just told myself, you know what, just go out there and just do what you're naturally born to do. Uh, we had a little training session, it was on Thursday, the, the Austria Lucina's first team was playing on Saturday. Um, we're playing like a little friendly game I dribbled the captain dribbled the keeper chipped the ball scored coach immediately stopped the game he's like whoa, whoa, whoa come here are you able to do that again I'm like what what you did to the captain no one has ever done that to the captain I'm like yeah I can I said okay let's see we played again another defender came put it through his legs passed and then another person scored he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. you on Saturday you're starting in my team if you're not starting you're on the bench I'm going to speak to the management now and then that weekend I was on the bench uh, didn't come and play I didn't play because the team was was losing they didn't want to uh, take the risk to put me on and then as we had already applied for like a uh, long-term visa uh, I was I was there on a visitor's visa like three months and then when they were do- busy with that uh, home affairs there and they said no there's already enough foreigners in the country so I had to come back on so huge disappointment for that but I mean when, when Jomo Cosmos you came back and you played for for Jomo Cosmos but when they were relegated from the PSL I mean certain team members certainly were capable of signing for other clubs and were capable of playing at other teams why why didn't you make the move I mean why did you decide to stay and play in the National First Division I, I had a couple of offers 
but none none were like really really concrete. Uh, some would approach Jomo, but uh, I don't know how serious they were. Uh, Vets made an offer. They they were like really really serious. I had a meeting with uh, then he was the manager George George Mahosi. He was the manager then. We met here at Kilani Mo Magan Bean, and Roger was the coach. And he was like, uh, "What's your salary at Cosmos?" I told him my salary, and then he said, "He'll come back to me." And till today, I'm waiting. <laughs> when you walk past uh, some awkward moments, but look, you 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 are somebody who I mean, I spoke about you, you breaking Andrew Robutler's appearance record at Gemma Cosmos and that. Uh, but I mean, talking about highs and lows, uh, let's talk about Coca-Cola Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. I had to go there. I had to go there. We could talk about Coca-Cola Cup because uh, Coca-Cola Cup would, I suppose, be a high and a low. A very, very big low. T- tell us tell us why. Uh, getting a Chisambama from Kaiser Chiefs, getting a 5-0 drubbing there, it was, it was very difficult. Leading towards the final, I was featured in most of the games, me and Dehang. I used to be, I used to play on the left wing, Dehang on the right wing. I used to have a little bit of uh, speed and create some goals from, from that side. Uh, got the team to towards the final. When we were in the dressing room, F&B Stadium, Brad Jay calls us aside. He's like, uh, today I've decided I'm going with experience. Uh, because of the fans, F&B was full. So I think everybody was nervous and he was afraid that it would rub off onto us. And then he's like, no, you'll come on second half. But obviously already second half was already too late because Jabu Pule was, was on some other form then. Yes. And, but you, you, you came back though, I mean, with a plum the following year. Yeah. And, uh, Chemo Cosmos were crowned champions. 1-0. Snuck it. The, 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 the one thing that I like about, uh, the coach, he said, I want to be in the final and I want to play Chiefs. I want my revenge. And it happened the same way and we got the revenge. So that was one of the biggest highs. Got to be one of the highs. Yeah. But when you look back at the milestones and achievements and things like that, do you pay much attention to them? To them? To the milestones, to achievements, to how many matches you played, how many no. goals you scored, uh, how many trophies you lifted? No. As long as I'm on the field, that's my happy place. Still your happy place? Still is. Will, will always be my happy place. I can leave anywhere very stressed and I get to training and I start kicking that uh, ball around. I forget everything. So, so how badly do you actually want to get back onto the field and still play this season, for example? Right. Or extend that contract for another season, at least? Right now, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, in between places. Uh, the boys are doing well, finally, mm. especially after tax. Uh, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And as well, I'm assisting, I'm assisting like, with everything in the team. And there's a lot of progress. So... I had already decided that this was going to be my my last season. But you might just extend it another season. Might, but might not. Okay, okay. We'll we'll, we'll give you time to to decide on that yeah. before uh, before the end of it. But I mean, what was it like growing up in the Sono household when, you know, as I said, I mean, your, your grandfather and your father had this history, but your father. He played his football with people like Pele. He played against George Best. He played, <laughs> I mean, he played against some of the biggest names, Franz Beckenbauer in, in the United States. I mean, these are, these are players he played with and against. Um, and he, coming back here, he played with all the biggest names in South Africa as well. What was it like growing up in the, uh, in the Sono household? Did you hear stories about him? Did they sometimes come over for a visit? Or, what was it like? 
It was actually quite normal. Um, especially him, uh, Bridget. Like when he's in the, when he's in the house, he's a character. He's a comedian. So mm. you wouldn't really like realize, okay, your your dad's like this someone big in SA, and it was it was normal. It was like any other family. It was very normal. Your father is very, very, uh, very. Uh, he he puts a lot of emphasis and, and importance on on the family setup, though, which is something that I realised with, uh, with with Jomasono over over the years. I mean, but you, but as you say, in a sense, it was it was a bit of a a normal career. But I mean, when you look at how you were brought up, then what lessons would you want to pass on to your children? Uh, the way is humble. No matter who you are, he treats you the same. You can be the president of USA or somebody in the street. He'll treat you the same. So that's one thing that I've learned from him. And he'll always, even if he walks into a room, he'll greet everybody with the same mm. respect. That's one thing I, I, I like about him. He won't greet that one because he has more money than this one, mm. better than this. No, he'll greet everybody the same. And is that, is that something that uh, you... More, I suppose, helped you deal with a the fame and then b with the critics. Yeah, definitely, it's helped me a lot. Uh, I'm also a humble person. I'm a people's person. Uh, you can stop me anywhere in the side of the road. I'll I'll talk to you and give you your the two minutes that you you, you deserve in life because maybe you have something important that you want to say to me. I'll listen, and then from there, if if it's something valuable, I'll take it. If it's not, then I'll forget about it. I must, uh, we, we really need to move on. Uh, I do want to ask you about a couple of things, uh, very important, uh, I imagine. Leicester City. You look over at the moment, we're wist- witnessing one of the great seasons and one of the greatest things in, in, in all of football. This is a season of, effectively, a team of rejects that is defying the odds in the most superb way in what is supposedly the strongest league in the world. But whatever it is, Leicester City have done something incredible. Bottom of the log to top of the log in a season. How much inspiration do you as a footballer draw from from what they're doing? A lot. Because if you can see a Cosmos, uh, we have this little tag that we have to get rid of, the the yo-yo tag. And if you can see the season now, we've we've struggled so far. But when when we do survive the season, we know that greater things are coming this season in the PSL. Watch the space. What's the space? I want to ask you a couple of personal questions. Uh, do you like to cook when you're at home? Uh, Are you so a good chef? Yes, I am. Uh, my kids lo- love my food. Your kids love your food? Yeah, they love I'm not food. sure that's an authoritative uh, reference my, to how my, good your cooking no, is. No, my, my kids <laughs> love my food. They definitely say, between mommy and daddy, daddy's the best cook. <laughs> Mommy's not listening, right? <laughs> nah, she, she also knows because she enjoys the food as well. Well, what's the secret to a successful relationship? I mean, what have you learned from your relationship? It's actually quite difficult because yeah. relationships are—they take a lot of time. You 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 have to understand each other. You have to compromise. There's a lot of compromise, and you have to understand the other person because when you're growing up, you're alone. But now, when you when when you're married, you were somebody, and then you have to like learn how to share your space, learn how to share everything. You have to compromise. But that's the thing, because uh, I mean, p- people like us, unfortunately, have uh, we're often free during the day when everybody else is working, and vice versa when everybody else is free. Saturdays and Sundays they're our busiest days, and often weeknights we're uh, we're busy. So I suppose it requires that extra patience, and uh, uh, but, uh, I suppose somebody who's really understanding. Uh, but when you watch European football, aside from Leicester City, who, who do you enjoy watching? Uh, I enjoy Barcelona. 
the the type of football that they play. And now that they're out of the Champions League, you're just watching them. Watch you want to wait them? I, I don't watch. I tweeted that. Uh, really? Yeah, I, tw- I I went to my tweets and I literally like said that my championship uh, is over. I'm not going to watch anymore. So you're not watching for the football? I'm appalled. I do watch. <laughs> I do watch, but I end up falling asleep on the couch. What? <laughs> Before I forget, your academy players. Tell me about them. Oh yes. Uh, Three months ago, I started uh, Pamuzo Sano Academy. That's right. Uh, Skara Sano Superstars. And, yeah, it's going well so far. These, these are youngsters, what, under, under 13? Under 8, under 10, and under 13. And you've got some good talent coming through, you? Very. Uh, there's one boy I scouted out of Alex. Most of the boys are from uh, disadvantaged homes from Alex. And I've already seen, like, one boy left foot under 10. It's something special. I'm glad to hear that uh, that he is something special, but uh, Bamuza, look, it's <laughs> you're one of those people that I'd love to talk to for, for days because I wanted to talk about your rugby career at school <laughs> as well. <laughs> First team rugby. You were you were one of those First gifted all round athletes. Yeah, except I, cricket. I, okay, okay. It was it was too too long for me. You excelled at everything except cricket. Yeah, I have a short attention span, so I didn't like spending the whole day on the field fielding. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you very much for making time, and certainly I wish you everything of the best for the remainder of the season and well beyond. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, that's all we've got time for. I can tell you it ended uh, p- uh, p- Platinum Stars 2, Orlando Pirates 1 in the Absa Premiership tie. But from the uh, PSL Radio Show, Sebunjalo team tonight, uh, Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne DeLocca. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.